Today on the School of Podcasting, one of the advantages, I guess, of podcasting for 17 years is you got a little experience under your belt, and yet there are still times that I go, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And I want to share those with you along with one of the most, oh, my God, I got to tell somebody about this kind of things, and that is the saga of Terry the Dentist. Wait till you hear about this. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, welcome aboard. I help people plan, launch, and grow their podcast at my website, schoolofpodcasting.com. You can use the coupon code, it's LISTENER, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And I always like to start off the show with kind of a quick little tip or story. And last week, I went to a webinar on the software Descript. They're rolling out some things in the future that's going to make it super easy to edit video. I was really impressed with it. But there are a couple things about webinars I think that we all kind of go, ugh. One of the which is, hey, where's everybody from? That drives me nuts. Or if they, I see some people go, we're just going to give a couple more minutes for people to get here. No, don't give people a couple minutes to get here. You were here on time. I was here on time. Let's get to the content. Forget those people that are, you know, got stuck in traffic or whatever. They can watch the replay because what you're doing is you are ruining the replay because you never cut that out either. You hit the replay and they're like, all right, we're going to wait a couple minutes for somebody to get here. So quit doing that. Now, the good news is this was a great webinar uh, with the people from Descript. But here's the thing. I think we're all at times a little webinar out. And what was great about this, there was no giant pitch. It was just, hey, here's some features we're adding. They're really cool. Oh, and by the way, we're not raising our price. And it was really cool. And then there were literally thousands of people on this webinar. And the chat room is going insane. And people are asking questions. And all of a sudden, this guy comes on and he goes, hey, you're taking questions from the audience, right? And he's like, yeah, okay, well, I'm Terry and I'm a dentist and I can't get my password uh, and I I need it. And they're like, oh, well, if you, if you just contact our support, he goes, my email is Terry1971 at hotmail.com. And they're like, yeah, just email support. And then they like closed him out. and. So they go back to take another question and another question and another question. Things are going along. Oh, the other thing was driving me nuts. And this wasn't planned. Look, when you are going to go on to somebody's show, let me give you a quick tip. Since the theme of this show is kind of like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Put some headphones on, people. Holy cow. These are creators. These are people that use the Descript software. And I'm here to tell you, four out of five people speaking of dentists, uh, we're not wearing headphones, which creates this huge echo. And I was like, are you kidding me? These are content creators. They should know better. And about that time, who come backs on the screen? That's right. It's Terry, the dentist. And he's like, hey, this is a thing for customers. And I don't know what kind of racket you guys are running here, but I need my password. And he starts going on and like, I'm a dentist and I will, you know, come after you. I don't know if he's going to give us cavities or what, but, and again, they kick Terry out of the thing. It's kind of like if you ever listen to Howard Stern, 
he would have um, his audience would call up like the news and they're like, we go now to talk about the widow who's on the set of, you know, and somebody called was like, hey, Howard Stern, Baba Booey. And I get that occasionally on live shows. And but this didn't look so Baba Booey-ish, if that's even a, a verb. But you are kind of going like, wow, that guy is really out of it. And, and we're all kind of giggling at the Hotmail account. And um, more questions, more questions, more questions. And, and then this guy comes on. He's got a baseball hat on and, and mirrored sunglasses. And it says his name is Jerry. And then Jerry takes off his, his hat and his sunglasses. And sure enough, it's Terry the dentist. And at this point, you kind of know it's like, all right, they need to go and scene because this is a plant. But it made the webinar so entertaining because the chat room is going to town on Terry and Jerry and Hotmail and AOL addresses and things of that. It, it was something that I am now telling you about because it made it fun. And then I actually put my ring in the my name in the ring to to get on and ask a question. And they pulled me up and I said, hey, I'm Dave. I'm not a dentist. And uh, it was just, it made it so much fun. And so that's one of those things where I got done with that webinar and I was telling everybody and I'm like, okay, hold on. I We, we have somehow descripted a great job of doing the word of mouth thing. They pushed the word of mouth button. Why? And I'm like, because I've never seen anybody purposely sabotage their own webinar and do it in a way that wasn't quite so... I don't know, morning zoo, waka waka kind of thing going on. It was it was entertaining and they didn't overdo it like a bad Saturday night live skit where it goes on too long. He'd come on. It was just amazing. So again, sometimes if you want your audience to talk about your show, you got to get a little creative. And on the other hand, that could have epically failed. But I think they knew their audience were a bunch of content creators. We all kind of get it and it works. So I just wanted to share that with you just to say, you know, sometimes we got to try stuff that might work and might not. And this worked. And consequently, I'm telling you about the Descript webinar. I'll put a link in the show notes. You can actually go back and watch it. So we're talking about things that don't sound like a mistake and they're not like life threatening mistakes, but it's those things you kind of go, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And I hear people will send, maybe there's some sort of tool that you're using. And so you'll go, hey, go to blah, 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 website.com slash Dave Jackson, which makes sense at the time because, hey, you really like this blah, blah, blah website. And, uh, you know, you went over, you signed up early, you got your name. This is great. And I am telling you, this is one of those things you go, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And so what I like to do now of course, is there are a couple of different ways to do this. One, if you're using WordPress, there's a plugin called Pretty Link. I, I can never remember if it's Pretty Link or Pretty Links, but it's one of those. You can, uh, if you're using PodPage under website, they have, I think it's Pretty Redirect is what they call it. Uh, I think that's in their pro version. There are things like Bitly. I'm not a huge fan of Bitly because it just sounds like you couldn't spend $10 on a domain. I like Rebrandly. So you'll see my links on occasion will be like support this show.com slash, you know, roadcaster or Q2U or something like that. And what's nice about that is I can actually track how many people have, have clicked on it. And so I say this because I hear people now when I 
started off, there was really only one voicemail system. There was the phone thing you could always get, right? Uh, you could go to podcastvoicemail.com. I'm talking about a way for your audience to leave you a message. And one of the earliest ones that came on, it's still great, is SpeakPipe. And so I could say, go to speakpipe.com slash podcast coach, because that works. But what happens if something else comes along and you go, oh, and maybe it's cheaper. Maybe it does things that you want SpeakPipe to do, but it doesn't. SpeakPipe has done some new changes recently. It's always a great service, but there's a new, there's a new kid in town and it's Pod Inbox. And it's a tool very much like SpeakPipe. It adds some gamification to it. People can actually donate while they're there and you could have like a wall of donators and things like that. And it also obviously does the thing where you can uh, record a message. If you go to the question of the month, I'm using it right now for the question of the month because I like to play with tools. So what if it turned out that I like pod inbox better? Well, now if I go, Hey, uh, if you want to contact me, it's whatever podinbox.com slash Dave Jackson or whatever I have set up. Well, that's great. Except the however many episodes I'd done before. So in this case, I'm 836. And if I'd been promoting SpeakPipe, I now have 835 episodes that if you go to speakpipe.com slash podcast coach, if I had shut that down, which I didn't for the record, uh, you're going to get this 404 thing. So what you want to do is use something like a WordPress plugin, like uh, Pretty Links or Rebrandly or PodPages built in one, whatever you're doing, something to make it universal. So you'll hear me talk about the question of the month, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And right now I'm using pod inbox and I'm also using Mediafire, which is an old account I've had kind of pre Dropbox, but it still works and you can upload your file there, but I'm not saying, Hey, go to mediafire.com slash Dave Jackson and go to podinbox.com slash whatever. No, I'm telling you a generic website address that way in the event, because you don't know what's going to happen in five years, there might be this really cool tool. And by having a generic link that ties into your website, then you just swap out the technology and you keep the domain the same so that all of your episodes are then not out of date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nike says, just do it. And I would say that's very smart advice. And what I'm talking about here is, doing a second podcast. Now, am I saying start a second or third or fifth or seventh podcast, whatever you're doing? I'm kind of saying maybe not. And here's why. And what I mean by this is if you are thinking of doing a second podcast, you have to do a couple episodes that you're probably going to throw away. Why? Because again, authors have rough drafts, Actors have dress rehearsals, but you need to actually do it like you're going to put it out and then maybe not because it's the first one. And I'll give you an example. I've talked about this in the past. I have a show right now called the podcast trailer show where you guessed it. I play podcast trailers and it does some things. Here's why I started it. I wanted a, another way for me to get in front of podcasters and say school and in that fashion, it's been a success. Now, I haven't had anybody sign up using a coupon code I have on that side. So I'm not getting new listeners yet or new uh, customers from that yet. And I thought 
it was going to be easy finding trailers. I thought it would be cool to put some sort of little baby advertisement in it and then get out. I thought it would take me five, ten minutes maybe to make an episode. I thought so. And I went through the technology. I was using Audrey.io and I could find a fair amount of promos, but I didn't really think it through and I didn't really do any episodes. And when I finally did, I was like, well, if I just do one trailer, it's like a 40 second podcast. That seems a little too short. And so I started finding two or three that were the same theme. Well, that now took longer because now I couldn't just find a promo. I had to find promos that were somewhat of the same kind of genre, which took more time. Then the other thing I found out is in Audrey.io, you can go in and say, show me business podcasts that have a trailer uploaded. And it turns out that that is not always true. So it turns out the finding the promo uh, took a little more time than I thought. But on paper, when I spent, I don't know, Four minutes going to Audrey and going, oh, look, there's a trailer. Oh, look, there's a trailer. But I didn't actually go all the way through making an episode. And so consequently, went out, bought the domain name, did this, got the media host. I said, hey, I haven't played with Red Circle yet. Let's do that and uh, set all these things in action. And then again, I didn't really record an episode. I put it on paper. I said, oh, I'll have a 30 second episode. Then I'll have an ad. And then I'll have another 30-second promo. And when I say episode, I'll have a 30-second trailer, 30-second ad, 30-second... Well, it turns out 30% of my, my episode was advertising. That didn't work because I didn't actually... Well, in that case, I did it and then put it out. I didn't do it and go, hmm, let's go get some feedback on this. Because had I, people would have said, well, I, Dave, I don't know if you realize this, but 30% of your episode is advertising. So you, you kind of want to do this all the way. Like make that episode and then decide, okay, is this what I want to publish? Because I'm kind of mad at myself in a way because I I didn't follow my own advice. And that's kind of uh, what happens when you start the second, third, fourth podcast. You're like, oh, I got this podcast thing down. I know RSS feeds and Apple and Google. And so I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then you run through it and you go, oh, yeah, this isn't going to work. So I am looking at that particular show essentially and going, I think I'm going to do a hundred episodes. That's where I'll make my final judgment on is the show going on. Cause the other thing that you don't think about is what I thought was going to take me five to 15 minutes to make an episode is now taking me 30 to 45 minutes, which is, you know, more. And when you're already doing a number of shows, I am starting to now be inconsistent in publishing some of my other shows. And that's bad because those shows have fairly loyal audiences. And I was like, hmm, and what does that mean? That means, Dave, you have too many podcasts. You, you've done these to play with. But had I actually gone through and figured out how long does it take to get my content? How long does it take me to edit it uh, and put it together and record it and all that stuff? How long does it take me to type in show notes? Because I am amazed at how many trailers do not say their website. They just say, find me wherever you find podcasts. Well, again, silly me, I want my show description to actually have a link to the show that people just heard about. The other thing that's interesting about that particular show, most of these promos are pretty horrible. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. But 
when you're doing a podcast and you're like, yes, I'm ready to do this. When you record a couple episodes, we mentioned this last week about what we can learn from the movie industry. You do need to get some feedback. And if, if you already have one podcast, at least for me, I'm actually talking, I'm preaching to myself right now, slow your roll just because you know how to make a podcast. You might want to make sure you get out that podcast launch checklist, which I have one if you need it. And make sure you're you're dotting all your I's and crossing all your T's. In the news, Amazon rolled out their portal for podcasters, and you can go over there and claim your show. It's podcasters.amazon. I don't know why all these different portals have plurals, I guess, because they want to work with more than one podcast. But you can now go over and see how many followers you have, how many plays and downloads and how many people listen more than five seconds, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's great. It's always great to get more stats. And I bring that up, especially the follower count is there are different platforms now, and I'm definitely going to do a deeper dive on this and give you different places to go where you can submit your show and buy advertising on another show. The one that recently just launched was Buzzsprout. And you can go and advertise on other shows. So let's, again, let's slow our roll. What's the goal of the podcast? Because it's easy to go, well, I'm just going to give them a hundred bucks and get my 5,000 downloads and, and go not 5,000 downloads, 5,000 impressions. So that's the first thing. And what is the goal of this? So if the goal is to get advertising and realize that unless you're a really super niche show, that may not work, although Buzzsprout is kind of showing that in some cases you're getting, I think it's $17 per thousand downloads. And so I jumped into this again, thinking, oh, I, I'm Dave Jackson. I like to play with the new stuff. And so I went over and I made a promo for this show. And I didn't really think it through because you have to think about what is your target audience's main goal? What do they want to do? And how is your podcast going to help? So this is the not so great promo that I put together to put on a Buzzsprout ad. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe is where you're going to find me, Dave Jackson, a 17-year podcast veteran and member of the Podcasters Hall of Fame, sharing insights on how to plan, launch, and grow your podcast. If you're looking to monetize your show, yep, we hit on that too. It's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening. Now back to your episode. Now, what I did right there was I sent them to a page that I want them to do. I want them to subscribe. I don't want them to listen once and then have to remember to find me wherever good podcasts are found. No, I want them to subscribe. And so that part I thought I did okay. I talked a little bit too much about me. Like, who cares how many years I've been podcasting? Tell me how you're going to help me. So that's the thing. I was like, that was a lot about me. And remember, it's always, you know, WIFM, what's in it for them. So I should have brought up those top things that podcasters want. That's what I would have done. But the other thing that I didn't do till about halfway through the campaign was I went into 
podcasts.google.com. That's where that's Apple's kind of back end. Uh, podcasts with an S, of course, manager.google.com. That's Google's uh, back end. I went into podcasters. I think it's, yeah, Spotify.com. That's their back end. I wrote down how many followers and subscribers I had because I wasn't tracking it. What's the sense of spending money? So, unless you just got a ton of it, I should have written down how many subscribers I had before I launched this thing. And then however many days it takes to get my uh, impressions and then look and see how many do I have now? Now, why do I do that? Because otherwise you're just going to keep throwing money at this and you can't really figure out, Hey, is this worth the money that I'm spending? So again, I'm trying to help you avoid the, Oh yeah, I should have thought about that. So put yourself together a little Google doc, a little Excel spreadsheet so you can do a little before and after. And then always keep in mind, for me, I looked at it and went, yeah, it really didn't budge the needle much for me. But remember that if you're getting 5,000 impressions and most of the time the percentage that comes into play is around 3%. So if I do 5,000 impressions, that means I might get 3%, that would be 150 people to click through to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. And then maybe another 3% of those will then sign up, which would be five people if we round it up. And the question is, is spending $100 worth getting five subscribers? Well, it is if you're using your podcast for a business and when they sign up, you get that money back. Sure, it's worth it. But before you go, hey, this didn't work, one of the things you want to look at is there's some variables there. Number one, What page did you send them to? Was it easy to do whatever you wanted them to do? Think about that. And then look at that ad that you're sending. So in my case, I looked at it and was like, yeah, that ad was not great. That's what I get for creating an ad at probably 1230 at night. I'm trying to go to bed. I'm in a hurry. Yeah. Again, slow your roll. Think about it. And then try to avoid the, oh, yeah, should have thought about that a little more. Yeah. And podcasting is kind of a fun dance because on one hand, you have people that think about it a little too much. Those are the people that are like, yeah, Obama was in, in, you know, power. He was the president when I first started thinking about launching my podcast. And uh, yeah, it's 2022 and it's still not here. Yeah, that person is putting a little too much thought into it. And then you have people in this case, a little bit like me, they're like, oh, I got the podcasting thing down and you just jump in the water and you look back and go, oh, yeah, I, I didn't really think about that that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went into Google Analytics. Now, Google Analytics can be really confusing because they measure everything. And it's hard sometimes if you dig in there, there's a, a spot for a website. And then you can look at the top ranking pages on your website. And I looked at it. And it was interesting. And I saw a page that was near the top. And it was one of my YouTube videos that I had put on my website. And it went, oh, hold on a second. I make a few YouTube videos a month. I'm trying to do it weekly. Again, one of those things you kind of go, oh, yeah, I probably should have done a few before I put new new <laughs> new video every Wednesday. Maybe you should actually see if you can do a new video every Wednesday before you put on your banner, new video 
every Wednesday. But I noticed that my YouTube videos, because not only were they videos, but I was writing a blog post about it, which really, if you think about it, a podcast for me is a blog post with some sort of player, whether it's audio or video. Now, with an actual podcast, it's syndicated into apps via this fun thing called RSS. And on YouTube, it's syndicated in apps and stuff that will let you do YouTube. It's not really syndicated. But nonetheless, the words of Google, you know, the words of my blog would attract Google. And then the video apparently got some traction and it was one of my top ranking websites or or web pages on my site. And I was like, am I not putting my YouTube videos on my my website? And the answer is uh, no. And I guess my thought was, well, I want them to rank high on YouTube. And I was like, and I looked at it because people were clicking and watching my video on YouTube, which increased the amount of time people spend on my website, which can rank your website higher. So Google sends you more traffic. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And I didn't even play. I played with it once. I have one video from my YouTube channel. And I was like, that's really dumb. And again, I need to slow my roll and think about it a little bit and go, yeah, let's let's try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As someone who's been in the education space for decades at this point, probably 30 years, if, if not more, one of the things we forget about is we get excited about learning new stuff. And, you know, all these different tools and things like that. And one that I am playing with right now is called Surfer SEO. It's not exactly cheap. It's like 60 bucks a month. And what it basically does, and that's why I'm including it in this particular uh, episode, is I can point it at a page on my website and it will go, oh, here's what you did right, but you probably should be doing this and this, and if you want to rank for this topic, you need to do this, this, and that, to which I go, oh, yeah, probably probably should have done that. But it's not enough to get the tool. You have to use it. I took a course from Amy Porterfield about a month ago on developing lead magnets and watched two out of five videos. So I say this again, I'm talking to myself here, is... When you set out to do something new, like right now I'm learning Descript. I'm I'm trying to really put that on my calendar, and that's the point. No matter what you're doing, if you are stepping out of your comfort zone, first things first, pat yourself on the back for trying something new and knowing, knowing right up front that somewhere along the line you're gonna go, Oh man, I'm new to this. And I'm I'm doing that with Descript, I'm doing this with a bunch of things, I'm trying to learn new content. The thing I forgot to do is literally book it on my calendar like a doctor's appointment. Hey, today from whatever, 7.30 to 8.30, I'm going to watch Amy Porterville videos. Okay, from 9.30 to 10.30, I'm going to watch three videos on Surfer SEO and then just put them on your calendar, remembering to put your family on that calendar first and then put the other stuff around it. But I am finding now that when I get these invoices from something that I subscribed to a month and a half ago, I go, oh yeah, I'm I'm not really using that. And then I go, yeah, probably should have booked some time on my own calendar 
to learn this tool so I'm not just lighting my money on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last one here of things that you go, mm, yeah, I kind of knew that. And I just, you know, that whole, mm, yeah, that's, that's what I should name this episode. Mm, yeah. And that is, I am not, I'm going to try to say this quickly. I am, I have been moving the School of Podcasting to a new platform. And here's the bottom line. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, but everything just isn't perfect, it's probably never going to be perfect. I have tried, I think, every platform on the sun. And I almost hate to say this because I'm now going to get a flood of people going, you need to try mine. I'm like, no, no, I'm happy with the one I'm going with. It's Podia. And, um, but even that, as I now get ready to probably flip the switch on this and migrate from one to the other, doesn't do everything I want it to do. Not exactly. In the same way that Thinkific is the one I'm moving from. Teachable, very, very, very close. But in the end, I was like, ah, hmm, all right. And so I'm I'm moving to this other one, and I'm almost done. But I say this because in the end, it just dawned on me, which again is a lesson I've known for a while, is that it typically is ever really perfect. I mean, look at your partner, right? If you are, I'm single, but when I had partners, they were great. They were awesome if they were still in my life, because if they weren't, well, yeah, they weren't. Uh, but, you know, nobody is is perfect. And many times I have people now because the Roadcaster 2 came out and they're asking, well, is it, should I buy that? Is it that much better than the Roadcaster 1? And I'm like, look, just because the Roadcaster 2 came out, it's this whole little mixing board, sound pads. I mean, I can do this now. <laughs> I'm an elf and now I'm a demon. I mean, we need that on our podcast, right? And now I'm a robot and now I'm a deep voice robot. I mean, we need this kind of stuff, right? No, no, you don't. And so it's one of those things, well, I don't know. Do you have $700 to light on fire? Sure. If you, if you need, you know, if you're doing a live show and you need to do things like play sound effects and things like that, well, then it's money well spent. But if you're not, it's kind of overkill. And that's where I want to make sure people aren't spending $700 on something when they could have bought a, a Zoom PodTrack P4 for 200 or a Focusrite Vocaster for 300 and plug your phone into it. That's the whole goal is to help you avoid going, oh, yeah. And so I'm, I'm doing that now. At times, I'm the crash test dummy for, uh, for podcasting. But that's what I wanted to share today. There are some things that, you know, and a lot of it requires what? slowing down. And in a world where we want what we want, when we want, where we want it right now, that sometimes is hard. And we just need to make sure that when we slow down, we don't take our our foot off the gas pedal completely to where we stall and then never start back up again. If you need help with speeding up or slowing down, check me out, schoolofpodcasting.com. I'd love to help. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because it doesn't really help you get more downloads, but it's something I want to just briefly hit on. And that is the creator of Anchor. And everybody's like, oh, no, Dave's going to talk about Anchor. The creator of Anchor, which was a tool that started out to be more like Clubhouse, then they pivoted into podcasting and used RSS feeds to build that thing up. The guy left Spotify, along with many other people these days. 
and has basically said RSS is holding back the podcast, but yet they didn't know about podcasting 2.0. If you go to podcastindex.org, there are a whole bunch of people adding new features so that podcasting in the future, as soon as all of the media hosts start adopting them, there's a thing called PodPing that I don't quite understand the technology, but I understand if you added a couple of codes, we could save a whole bunch of energy and we could cut back on cow farts and all sorts. Like it's so much easier and faster. And I'm not sure why media hosts aren't jumping on this, which is when I go, maybe there's more to this than just adding two bits of code to it. But I just say this to say right now you hear people occasionally they're like, oh man, so-and-so got kicked off of YouTube. And if you're not on YouTube and you're doing video, you know, you're kind of Bill O'Reilly. Maybe not a great example, but there was a guy that was like the number one guy on Fox and he kind of was a creep and they kicked him off. We haven't heard much from Bill O'Reilly. I'm sure he still has a podcast. Why? Because he has RSS feeds. And that's the whole point is, I, you know, Spotify spent all this money. There have been reports coming out saying that they haven't really got much for their money that they spent. And they have kind of, they're trying to dominate audio. They want to be the YouTube of audio. And I'm here to say, we don't want a YouTube of audio so that there's one dominant force that if they decide, I don't like what you say, you're kind of, well, Bill O'Reilly. Podcasting was built on an open platform. We need to keep it open. And I just wanted to say, hey, if you're a developer, if you are an app, like when when uh, Amazon came out and they said, hey, we're going to do this transcription thing, that's already been built. And yet the the movers and shakers of the world are not familiar with podcastindex.org where all these developers had added the guts, the code to make podcasting better. We just need apps and media hosts to start implementing them, and that will be coming in the future, hopefully. But when these big, rich companies just go, oh, we're going to build our own version, that's dumb. They build their own walled garden, and trust me, in five years, right now, you upload your podcast to whoever your media host is, Buzzsprout, Libsyn, Blueberry, Captivate, Podbean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it syndicates. I mean, Libsyn is short for Liberated Syndication to all the apps. And if we take away the syndication part, when it goes to make a podcast, you're going to have to upload to Spotify. Then you're going to upload to to whoever of Libsyn. And then you're going to upload to Google. Then you're going to upload to Amazon. Then you're going to upload to Ghana. And then you're going to, we don't want to do that. So I just say this to, if you're working in the industry, go check out podcastindex.org. If you're thinking of starting an app, or a media host or anything like that, because it podcasting's biggest power is its openness and the fact that you kind of can't shut it down. And I just need to shut up or I'll start going on a soapbox even more. Coming in the future, I've got an interview with Doc G. He's got a great because of my podcast story. I've got some software I'm going to review. I'm going to be reviewing the new webcam from uh, Logic Tech. All things coming up, you can subscribe, speaking of subscribing, at schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe in what other app you would like. You don't have to go search for me. You don't have to go find me. I found me, and I put it right there at schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
I hope to see you on the inside of the School of Podcasting. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up to save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. What? No bloopers today? No, but I want to throw this in because I recorded what you just listened to earlier, and this popped into my mind. One of the great things about the whole Podia Thinkific teachable thing is once you make your decision, you can move forward as I am right now at light speed. So if you're trying to make things perfect, if nothing else, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, pick one, and then you can actually, now that you've made the decision, rock and roll and get going, and that's what I'm doing. Thanks again for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.